0: Bring them out, bring them out, bring well, them out, well, bring them out. Well, it's hard well. to yell when the barrel's rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring
1: them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rollin' real because it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just said that it is. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. team? The Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Chickens. U.S.C., Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is. Man, Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Welcome
2: to the Fantasy Football Theme Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Jip.
0: Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your Jose, the fantasy football fiend himself. I got my bros with me, the fantasy fiend. I'm Young Vander. Holla at the people. Fantasy fiends, what's going on out there? And we got a new face in the place, the commiss, Razor Ron. Holla at the fiends.
2: Fantasy football fiend, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait to get it started.
0: Yo, week seven is here. We have bye weeks we got injuries, we have waiver pickups. We're going to make sure we get you through it all. Make sure that our listeners, you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel at Fantasy Football Fiend, that's F-E-I-N. We got a great show for you today, news and notes, rapid fire 10, your weekly matchups, best DFS plays, all that kind of good stuff. We're going to go ahead and get the party started with your news.
1: And now your fantasy news.
0: All right, so um, we having some quarterback issues here. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I thought maybe out for about a week. He's still not back at practice yet, and they're saying they're not even putting a timeline on his return. So it's looking like PJ Walker um, may be back in the saddle again this week. What's going on with Watson? Is this a case of? No matter what you think about me, I got 230 million million reasons not to go out there and lay an egg because I know how y'all gonna talk about me, the way y'all talked about Baker. Or is he actually not able to go? I mean, like this is this is kind of weird. It didn't seem like he had that bad of an injury, but we saw what the shoulder did to um to Anthony Richardson. He's out for the rest of the year. So how y'all feeling about this Watson situation?
1: I don't know. I think me, I think, uh, it's maybe the, the team that's protecting him. Right. Um, like you said, that 250 men is guaranteed. So it doesn't matter if he goes out there and stink it up, he goes out there and play well, he's going to get paid regardless. Um, so maybe the organization is just protecting their own investment at this point and say, Hey, if you ain't right, then we're not going to push you out there until, until you're comfortable
0: with going out there and play. So, um, who knows? How the only back. reason, the only the only pushback I'll give you on that, the coach, his first week out, and this is kind of weird in and of itself. The first week he was out, the coach was like, well, the medical staff cleared him to play. Now, yeah. three weeks later, he's still out. So, is the medical staff inept as well? Or what's what you got going on with this one, Ron?
2: Might be another Kawhi Linux situation in <laughs> basketball to where the medical yeah. staff say, hey, get out there. <laughs> but uh, Deshaun may feel like, Hey, I know my body more than you. Like I can, you can clear me to go out there. But if I, um, I'm already facing scrutiny about not when I'm perceived healthy, not playing well, I don't think I can go out there to my fullest potential. Um, So it may be a situation like that because I did, um, it was kind of shocking that he didn't suit up last game when the, the coach did say, Hey, the medical staff cleared up. And usually when you say stuff like that in the public, like it bothers the corner. Right. Any other time it'd be stayed in house. So I think it may be that. I think it may be the team. that think he can go and, like I said, Kawhi in a situation. I'm, I'm not about to risk myself, even though I got to I'm already facing Scooby. So
0: <laughs> we got a little bit of a situation going on with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I say that because the original line in Vegas was 42 and a half on the over under. Now they've dropped it to 39 and a half, which tells me either they feel like he's not going to be 100% or he might not be the guy behind center on Thursday evening. Um, He's dealing with a bit of a knee issue from this past game. I want to say it was towards the end of the game that he kind of got nicked up a little bit. Right now, C.J. Beathard would be the man under center if Lawrence can't go. Um, Opposite of Watson, he was basically saying, you know, hey, I'm going to work through this. We're going to, you know, make it shake. But he may be being told to sit down versus saying, hey, I can't go. So how we feel about the Lawrence situation? Do y'all actually think he going to end up going? What you got on this, man? No,
1: nah, I don't think he going to play. Uh, I think they just activated a guy off the practice squad. They um, did, yeah. Perfect. But once you start seeing that, then that's you know pretty much a telltale sign that the guy's not going to go. Uh, it is a short week, right? So it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. I think if this was a Sunday game, he probably would play. But being as a Thursday game, it's a short week. Um, they're probably going to sit him out. If I'm not mistaken, you no, know, they're like two weeks away from a bye. So I think they have an additional week mm-hmm. than a bye week. So I think they're going to sit him this game, and CJ Brether would probably be
0: the, the start of Thursday night. Another guy that ended up hurt this past week, Ron, um, Jimmy Garoppolo ended up in the hospital. Um, they, they took him to the local hospital from the game. He had a back issue going on not known whether or not he's going to go he did sit out of practice today but they aren't really saying one way or the other what's your thoughts on jimmy g Do you think he'll end up going this week or is it likely that you might need to pivot if this is a guy that you were dependent on
2: i mean i I would pivot um especially if you're like in a uh, deeper league or so like you may have a guy like cj bethard that Maybe you picked up off waves or something that may be going tomorrow. I don't um, I would start CJ Beth if that was the case because, um, if you don't have any options because when it comes to the back it's tricky, like we all know that when back injuries come, completely healthy guys can say, "Hey, my back is injured just because you can't gauge what the interest is on a back. I mean, the injury is right. on the back and the fact that he set out practice today, I don't think uh he's gonna go that's not a good sign if it was a maybe a, a toe or something like that to where he because he's not extremely mobile. That uh, he probably can get through with a little like ankle sprain or something, but a, a back injury and he didn't practice today. I would, I would lean towards he's not, sitting, he's not playing.
0: Well, let me ask you this: Do you think they go with the rookie um, um, uh, Aiden, or do you think they end up going Brian Hoyer's way if he can't go?
2: I think they go with Hoyer because um, if they went with Hoyer when he got injured, um, I think they would uh, go back with Hoyer again. I think you've seen what Aiden O'Connell is. I think he may have uh, a. A future there. I don't think it's right now. I think watching the last game that they played that he started, it didn't look too well. And I felt like they could have probably uh, done better or won that game. I can't remember if they won or lost. I want to say they lost that game.
0: They lost. So, yeah. yeah.
2: I kind of feel like if uh, Jimmy G was there, they, they would have won that game. So I don't think he's ready. I think Hoya gives you the best chance to win and and gives you the best chance. for if you have Devontae or uh, Jacoby Myers or anyone else. Uh, only those pass catches. I think Hoya gives you the best value with that.
0: Two more pieces of quarterback news to get through. Daniel Jones looks like he may suit up uh, this Sunday. He has gotten in a limited practice um, on today, so it's looking like he's going to be out there versus Tyrod Taylor being out there. Um, So, you know, that's one piece of news. The other piece of news that we have is Kyler Murray has entered his 21 day evaluation window Uh, which is to say that it's likely that he'll be coming off of that pup list and he'll be available for the Cardinals. As far as Murray is concerned, I guess it's twofold. Um, If they put him out there, is this their way of saying that this is their guy? Because I know if he goes in the next year hurt, they owe him a large deal of money. And also they're probably more likely to be able to get his replacement that they will want If he didn't play and they let Dobbs um, or Toon, the rookie, um, you know, go out there versus let Murray go out there, which is a little bit better than the two of them. So how are we feeling about this Murray situation? How are you feeling about the Jones situation? Well,
1: as far as the Cardinals go, I mean, they pretty much stuck between the rock and the hard place. Um, They already invested. Um, So I mean, what you're going to do, you already put all this money to this guy. You got to play him if he's ready and he's available. But as far as a fantasy implication, I'm not sure how big of a, of a, you know, of an effect he's going to have because he's a mobile quarterback. He's come back off a, a leg injury, correct? So we uh, don't... MCL, if I'm not mistaken. Right, so if you, if you take the legs away from Kyler Murray, how valuable is it? Um, to me, I don't think that valuable in this offense. This is a new offense than the one he's accustomed to. That was pretty much Bad. built for him. So. Uh, they pretty much stuck, you know, at this point. They got to play what they got, you know, use their cards. If he got to get hurt again, then what are you know what you're gonna do? The guaranteed is the guaranteed, and that's usually the first three years of a contract. So, I think they, they have no choice but to play him. As far as Daniel Jones, I mean, I think he's I mean, he's ready. He says he's ready, he's gonna play. Uh, he's a guy that also likes to run, so um, I think the re injury uh, button. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, can very easily be pressed there. So I would kind of, you know, expectations kind of taper them a little bit. Uh, but you got to play him if he's uh, – if you have – especially a two-quarterback league, you're probably going to be forced to play him.
0: Yeah, I would hold on to Tyrod. Um, if you do have a two-quarterback league and you're desperate at quarterback or don't have any additional backups because, you know, that running the ball is how you got – and, and the, the worst part about it is actually similar to what you were saying about Murray. If you take away his legs, what are you really left with? I mean, he he's not really that great of a thrower of the ball. Um, the other thing with Murray, too, his stature is pretty much – I, I want to say he's – no, he's not the smallest anymore. I think Bryce Young may be the smallest. But if you can't run away from people like you used to before – I don't I don't know if he's gonna stay healthy, bro. Like, like, like you said, he's coming off of an MCL. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think these first few weeks back are going to be kind of telling as far as what we'll see from him going forward in general. But uh, what you got it, on it, those guys, right? Real quick though, oh, the go ahead, being, ahead,
1: Real quick, it's not really the thing of him being able to run. I'm pretty sure he's physically able because he's clear, but it's the mental thing. Like a lot of guys come up with these injuries. Can I use his leg? Can I cut? Gunshot. Like that, you know what I'm saying? So they don't quite trust the legs yet. And that's why you see a lot of guys like the Breeze Halls, like the uh, Camp Acres of the world, like the Javante Williams. It usually take a few weeks for them to kind of ramp up and get the whole trust level thing before you start seeing them uh, show signs of old. So I think But that's you can't
0: put a mean. quarterback on a pitch count the way they did, like with Hall and, and, and a lot of the running backs. Like They were like, all right, you're going to get this many carries and you out of here. With right. a quarterback, like anytime that you know, defensive end come after you, you gotta take off.
1: Yeah, but he may so, that's what I'm saying. He may be more inclined to take the sack versus trying to
0: gotcha. you know, you could cut out of the way or something like that. So mm. so you're saying whoever is going against Arizona, you might want to stream their defense. That's that's basically what you're saying. Well, a, when you get back in there, yeah,
1: if it's a decent defense for sure.
0: Gotcha,
2: gotcha. What, what's your thoughts on them, Ron? I think they kind of um Part of me saying they set setting them up for failure a little bit because uh, usually when you activate somebody off the practice window, they usually don't, well, for my knowledge, they usually don't practice the first day. Usually they, they kind of let you do some stuff on the side, get you in and whatever, and then they say you have until 21 days. When you practice on that first day, like a lot of people, a lot of uh, things or people on Twitter analysts saying, hey, he may play next week or whatever, and I just think coming off the ACA, I don't think that's the right thing to do, but I think the organization looking at it as, hey. We're going to send him out there. We already paid him. Like, what can we lose? If if he happens to go out there and get hurt again, even though I think they're not trying to say that, uh, anticipate that, then they may looking at it at a draft uh, position uh, aspect. If he's gone. Dobbs, the little uh, fantasy thing off Dobbs to me kind of wore off a little bit. He's been kind of like tailing down uh, uh, ever since like that first one or two decent games that he had. Uh, so I think they kind of set him up for failure. I hope not because like very uh, said, a lot of people, it was not the actual injury, like this is you know, back in the day, you get an ACL injury, you're done for the entire year. Now you come back nine months, but it's the mental thing like, oh, am, am I if I cut again, am I going to hurt myself or whatever? So, um, I think it's just a big mess. You can't blame Cliff Kingsbury this time if it doesn't work though. So, uh, so that's the uh, a big thing. And for Daniel Jones, it's pretty much the same way his legs are super valued. And I think he watched them play uh, Sunday and was like, uh, hey, if it wasn't for maybe a a gaffe at before the half and you know oh, we kick man. a field goal yeah <laughs> like maybe you might be taking my job i'm glad i got the money already so i think he's gonna push to get back out there because he was i watched him on the sideline like oh i wish i was in there looking like he was eager to get in there but i don't hey like you say you take his legs away he, he's what is he also so but if if if, if to me if, if he suits up um especially the two quarterback league you definitely start him uh one quarterback league if With his upside with the running, I start him also unless you have one of those other top tier quarterbacks.
0: We got a few pieces of news, and as far as running backs are concerned, uh, Samajay Piran, not on the injury report. He had a leg and knee issue, but it's looking like he's going to be good to go. Jeff Wilson opens up the week with the full practice, so he may be ready to roll. Um, He had a rib and a finger injury that he was trying to work himself through, and I know Miami will you know, love to get him back with uh, A-Chain being out, who was – fantasy phenom for a few weeks there caught a lot of people by surprise didn't catch us by surprise if you were watching if you were watching or listening to the show you know we told you to run and go get them before it was gonna cost you anything uh Ronnie Rivers as well as Kyron Williams both of LA they're both hurt uh Rivers is going on IR Williams isn't going on IR so it's looking like they feel he's going to be ready within you know a few weeks um he won't hit that fourth game so it's looking like they think he'll need you know two or three weeks out now my question to you guys is as far as the Rams backfield is concerned you um you saw that they made a move and they went and picked up Henderson who used to be there now they have the rookie Zach Evans there they also have Royce Freeman of the three Henderson is actually the most familiar with the offense although he got booted off the team um they probably are kind of wishing they hadn't sent uh, Cam Akers on up the road a few weeks ago at this point with all the running back injuries. But how do we feel this backfield is going to end up working out um, either this week or over the next couple of weeks? What you got on that, Ryan?
2: I think um, you go with the guy who was on the team uh, earlier uh, before, like Henderson and uh, the other guys that they brought in there. Because if you take a look at what McVay – has done. Of course, we can exclude Todd Gurley because before he got injured, he was all-world running back. Right. But if you even take a look to like even uh, before last year, before Akers got hurt, uh, remember he got uh, the last like six games, they loaded him up with like 20-plus carries uh, close to that game. Like he was the move dog. And then, and then once Williams became the uh, the the alpha, he got the majority of the carries. So I think even though Henderson and everyone else is uh, – is um that sign there? I think you go with I think you go with Evans. Evans the guy that was there and I think that's the guy who uh um McVay trusts so I think he'll get the both blow so I would I would start it.
1: You feel the same way, Vander? Well I think Evans gonna get the first crack at it. Um but if he doesn't go out there and uh do anything, he'll make a switch quick. So I do agree with uh you know what Ron says as far as McVay, he tends to like bail cow He don't really do a whole bunch of you know, uh, committed, you know, style running backs. But I think Evans get the first crack at it. I mean, luckily for him, this is not a good run defense in Pittsburgh. So, true. He may be able to capitalize off that. But when he did get in the game last week, he didn't look too good. Uh, so, let's see how he looks. And if not, um, also pay attention. Let's see if Henderson get activated before Sunday. So, if he gets activated before Sunday, then that'll be kind of scary. You know what I'm saying? So, kind of temper your expectations on Evans on last in the whole game. He may start it, but he may not finish it.
0: So at that point, then, would you just pivot away from the backfield in general, not knowing what's going to happen that first week? And then maybe based on what happens, you, you know, play accordingly the following week? Or would you still have faith enough in Evans that due to the opponent that he's going against, he shouldn't do too bad enough to get yanked? Look, man, if you're in the fantasy
1: league, I would pivot. But if you're playing DFS, I mean, play him. are only forty eight hundred on FanDuel, so <laughs> I'm gonna play Evans at forty eight hundred dollars. You know, just roll the dice and see what happens. But if you're in the fantasy league, uh, you may want to see if you could find a replacement.
2: I think about um, what Barry said earlier. If if Henderson is called up, I think I still away, steer away from the, the situation completely. But if he's not called up, uh, right right now, I think I may rolling dice with him in DFS and fantasy. But if he's called up, Henderson's called up, I'm not touching him at all in, um, you know, in a fantasy league DFS. Yeah. I'll take the, for the cost savings. I'm definitely playing him in DFS.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's get into this Detroit backfield. We have a plethora of injuries going on here. David Montgomery is already out. He, he won't be going this week. He has that rib injury. Jamar Gibbs is trying to come back from a hamstring injury. And now it's noted that Craig Reynolds is dealing with a hamstring injury. So I don't know what's going to happen in Detroit. Um, I don't know that Gibbs coming off of injury is going to be prepared to be able to do what they haven't asked him to do all season when he was healthy, which is shoulder the load. So is this one of those tricky weeks for a Detroit uh, offense where. It may be even more pass heavy based on there not really being a whole lot there in the backfield. Um, And for that matter, if Gibbs is the only healthy running back, he's more of a threat in the pass game than he is in the run game. So how are we feeling about this backfield this week, Vander? Man, you said it. I think it's going to be one of
1: those uh, situations where they're going to pass the ball a lot because, I mean, we've seen Gibbs play when Montgomery is out. So we've seen Gibbs as the lead dog and really not much going on on the ground. Um, like you say, he's more of a pass catcher. Uh, Reynolds got the opportunity last week, didn't do much on the ground. I think he had like 10 catches for like 15 yards or something. So yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> um, so I think this would be one of those situations where they do uh, you know, step back and throw the ball around a lot more uh, this game. So if Gibbs does play, I mean, a standard league, I'm not a fan of them. In a PPR league, then I would give it a go uh, just because of the pass catching uh, capabilities.
0: To round out the running backs here, Ron, we have Saquon Barkley. I don't know if you guys had a chance to actually watch that game, but when he was running, you know, straight forward, north and south, good to go. When he had to pivot or when he had to try to, you know, make a move, especially going to that right side, making a cut to the right, did not work out very well. So do we feel like Saquon is, you know, back to status quo or is he you know one cut away from being injured again I
2: think he's uh I think if you got Saquon you got to play him you pretty much uh spent a nice draft pick on him unless you did some wonderful trades that caught some uh uh or did it Went running back heavy in the draft. I think you got to play him. Um, he did. I agree with you. He looked kind of timid coming back, but that was his first game back. But towards in the fourth quarter, kind of seemed like he he ripped off like two or three decent runs. You're like, okay, that's the Saquon I was looking for. Um, uh, like if he's on my team, I'm playing him because, like I said, I spent that that uh, draft pick on him, and I think he kind of eased in a little bit more as the game uh, went on. I think he kind of eased in a little bit more uh, being in that was his first game back.
0: Let's go on over to wide receivers. got Tyler Lockett tended to a hamstring injury. DK Metcalf didn't practice due to ribs and a hip issue that he has going on. So um, they have a lot going on with their wide receivers there in Seattle. Uh, Devontae Adams is limited at practice due to a shoulder, but he looks to be fine for the week. Uh, Deontay Johnson logs a full practice, so it looks like he's going to be back this week for uh, Pittsburgh. Hopefully that'll kind of help them out with their offense. Um, Pittsburgh is kind of one of those teams that, in my humble opinion, at this point, that's kind of loyal to a fault. Uh, Most teams would have fired their O.C. by now. But um, Tomlin seems to be, well, I'm assuming this is his decision, but he seems to be sticking with Matt Canada, although it seems like everyone who watches football can see that they'd be much better off without him. Uh, do we see any effects um, as far as is concerned, as far as Vegas is concerned, and as far as Pitt is concerned with any of these wide receivers? Or is it just going to kind of be status quo and you start them as you normally would? What you got on that, Vander?
1: No, nah, like you said, man, just start these guys. I mean, at this point, man, you, you're liable to see anybody on a questionable, you know what I'm saying? Well, now these guys are, uh, you know, going to miss this week's game, so you just start them as usual.
0: We got Devontae Smith dealing with the hamstring injury. He's been kind of quiet the last couple of weeks. Um, This injury is something that's kind of been hampering him just a little bit. And also, we have Julio Jones that just joined the Philadelphia wide receiving corps. Not sure if that's due to um, a little bit of what's going on with Smith or they just needed a Quez Watkins replacement. But how do we feel about this wide receiving core in Philly and specifically Are we trusting Smith this week? What you got on that, Ron?
2: The only person I'm trusting from uh, Philly's wide receiver course is A.J. Brown right now. Um, I know Devontae turned out a pretty nice couple of years being that he's been in the league, but new coordinator this year. Um, hampered and also hindered with the injury, um, because he wasn't putting up spectacular numbers before the injury, before the hamstring. So, uh, Adrian Brown was, uh, pretty much the only person I'm trusting in that back. I mean, not in the wide receiving core right now. Uh, I think the Julio sign is a Quez Watkins replacement. Um, but how much will he play this week? Uh, if you're looking for a dart in DFS, maybe uh, play with Zacchaeus or who or the other guys yeah. that's uh, in there, because I'm pretty sure he's cheap. But in fantasy uh, leagues, I'm not trusting any uh, wide receiver from the uh, Eagles if his name is not A.J. Brown.
0: Last piece of wide receiver news before we hop into Rapid Fire 10, we have Miko Hartman Jr., who was let go by Kansas City, went over to the Jets, now the Jets go ahead and trade him back to Kansas City for a swap of late round picks. I believe uh Kansas City gave up a 2024 6 um and it was a 2025 7th is what the Jets um and along with Hartman uh, sent over there to Kansas City for that 2025 6 round pick. So I mean Ron I know you know Kansas City is your squad and Miko Hartman was there before Do we think he has a significant role or is it just due to the fact that there weren't any other wide receivers that were really trusted outside of the rookie uh, rice at this point? And then obviously we know what we have in the tight end there with Kelsey. But do you think that McCole is going to come in and have an immediate role and is it going to be significant fantasy wise or is it going to be more so significant NFL wise?
2: I think it's more significant NFL wise. Um, I think what you're going to get out of McColl is what you've been getting out of him in the history. If you go take a look at the history of what he did in the years prior, I think you can pretty much expect that. I wouldn't expect me. He's going to have certain games where I mean, one game he had three uh, touchdowns and all of them is right. like two yard because you the little pitch pass or whatever it is. And like he, he does the jet sweeps and things like that real nice. But I think honestly, it opens it up more for the rest of the Chiefs players. So he it's fantasy wise, because uh, we lost our deep threat in Watson. Um, and so he he's going to be the one to get vertical now that can threaten the defense. So it may open it up a little bit more of his sounds crazy, a little bit more for Travis Kelsey, maybe a little bit more for Rasheed Rice. Uh, he, and honestly, maybe for Darius Tony, because I've never seen him. He kind of was the guy that replaced McCole as the jet sweep guy and stuff, but he, right. didn't, he didn't look comfortable doing that at all. Like So uh, he maybe can go back to this old-fashioned, just run a route do something to get you in space that way. So I think his uh, more in NFL, it makes more for the Chiefs and fantasy-wise it may help the rest of the receivers around them. Just expect, you know, one week you may get 15, uh, one, one or two weeks out of the year get 15 out of McColl and then three for the rest of the weeks, depending on your scoring. So I don't think it's huge significantly uh, fantasy-wise.
0: He reminds me a lot of um, Marvin Jones uh, from uh, Detroit. Like he's going to have three games a year where you're going to be like, oh, my God, he's the star. And the rest of the year, you get nothing. But it's significant for the team, though. That pretty much wraps up the news. Let's go ahead and get into Rapid Fire 10. And now,
2: Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers.
1: All right, man, we got this Rapid Fire 10. It's Rapid Fire 10. We got 10 quick questions. We need 10 quick answers. Who do I start? Let's get right into it. All right. We're going with Desmond Riddler or Kenny Pickett?
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh man, We, we, we jump right into the deep, huh? Um, you know what? I'm gonna let Ron go ahead and start us out. Who you got, Ron? All right. Who who, who does Rita
2: have this week? Who does Ridder and Pickett have this uh,
0: week? Uh Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Right.
2: And and Pickett. Who does Pickett have? The Rams. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Pickett. I'm gonna start Kenny Pickett this week. Uh like I said, he got Deontay Johnson back, even though three of us combined had the same amount of touchdowns he had last year. He still gives him another viable weapon outside over there. Um and I, I think he has a nice, decent connection with Pickens now that uh, Johnson's Bay kind of opened up a little bit more. Desmond Ritter, I don't understand, has weapons, pits, even though they get more involved, pits, Ritter, uh, I mean, uh, London, Bijan. I think the offense should be further along. So I'm going to go with Pickett, even though the, the Steelers' offense is struggling. I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett.
0: I'm going to go with Pickett by default. Um... I, I, I'm I'm hoping Ritter keeps his job through this game. I, I don't think he got but one or two more interceptions to throw before the coach is just going to be like, Heineke, go ahead and get out there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and roll with Pickett. I, I know it's his job to have, barring injury. All
1: right. We got... <laughs> this is bad. We got Matt Jones or Gardner mission. Hmm.
0: I'm going to roll with Gardner. I, I, honestly, I mean... I'm a Patriots fan, but I, 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 for the sake of the listeners, I can't make a Homer pick. So I, I, I got to go with Minshew. Um, he has better weapons. He actually has a number one wide receiver. Um, and the, the, the how do the Patriots? I know this is ten quick questions, ten quick answers, but I'm gonna take like five seconds to rent. How is your offense worse with an OC than it was with a DC as your OC? I, I don't, I don't understand. We average at eleven points a game. Don't, don't, don't start anybody from the Patriots. Nobody. I, I'm done. <laughs> and
2: for that simple fact, yeah. Um, uh, before this game, I scored three points in two games. Didn't score. I think he scored seventeen last game. I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going with Gardner Minshew. And Minshew in certain games have actually looked pretty good. Um, he he's protected more with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Uh, with the running game, so play it, so maybe a little better thing there too. And like you said, Michael Pittman, uh, those guys, I'm gonna go with Gardner Minshew. Stay away from the Patriots. <laughs> right, so we
0: got Zach We're Evans in. or Najee Harris. Oh, wow, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Najee Harris or Evans, huh? Um, the more I think about it, the, the actually the better that question makes sense because. Warren is taking a lot of carries away from Pittsburgh, never splits carries. But Warren is, I feel like Warren's about to take that job any day now. Um, I'll put it like this if Henderson is activated, I'm going Harris because then I think it's going to be three running backs in that backfield getting you know a couple carries here and there. If he isn't activated, I go Evans.
2: I'm going to go Harris uh, for the simple fact that, like you've spoken to earlier, the loyalty that they tend to, even though Warren has been uh, taking some carries from him. And Warren has been looking like the better spry back. Um, but uh, we don't know what will happen, like, like uh, Barry said earlier. Like, Evans didn't look that good in the, the time that he got in last game. At least we know with the Steelers, they're going to keep running the ball. He's going to get chances of running. Even if he is splitting, you know he's going to at least have opportunities. opportunity. So I'm going to go with uh, Harris on that
1: all right, we got Jonathan Taylor or Jerome Ford. JT Money
0: all day.
2: Yeah, Jonathan Taylor also.
0: He got Cleveland, by the way. Cleveland, do for a letdown. Be- Vegas let them win last week against the 49ers. They ain't doing it twice. <laughs> all right,
1: we got Isaiah Pacheco of
0: Brian Robinson Jr. Hmm. I think, I think I'm going to roll with Pacheco. Um, Washington goes up against the Giants. The Giants actually had their defense actually showed up against the Bills. That's another team that I don't think is going to play well two weeks in a row. But um, they, their defense actually showed up against the Bills. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Pacheco going up against the Chargers defense, which is, you know, a little less than desire. So we'll go that direction.
2: I'm going to with Pacheco also. It's not a home pick, I promise. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with him because of uh, uh, not only that he's been shown that he's been getting more of the uh, lion's share of the, the running back carries. I'm glad Andy Reid stopped splitting the running back carries out. And being that he's in a better offense playing against a terrible defense, so he may have a subpar game to where he only get 50, 60 total yards, but they may be in the red zone four or five times. He may get a one or two-yard touchdown. So I'm going to go with Pacheco for the scoring opportunity.
1: All right, we got KJ
0: Osborne or Jerry Judy. Give me Osborne. I, I I wouldn't pick Judy for nothing at all. Like, I mean, it, he, until he goes to another team, and then we can see whether or not it's the team or him. I, I have no use for Jerry Judy at all. Osborne, he's no world beater, but he can make your fantasy week with one play, basically just one deep pass that Jefferson would have normally caught. May may get him in the you know in in the red zone so I, I'm I'm a I'm a roll with Osborne without.
2: Really, I go with it's a rare time that I go with uh, the less talented guy uh, when I'm pretty much even. But I, I got to look at it as oh, I got to go with Osborne because he's more opportunities allowed with Jefferson there. We've seen what uh, Jerry Judy has done when it's his normal allotment. Like Sutton is there, the regular uh, other receivers are there, and Russell Wilson. I just don't trust him, so I trust Kirk Cousins more than Russell. I'm gonna go with Osborne. All right, we got Rasheed Rice or Michael Thomas.
0: Give me Rice. Um, I, I'll, I'll take the young bull. I mean, I know everybody on the Kansas City offense can't score, but um, you know, he's been he's been actually a bright spot as far as the wide receiving core has been concerned. Um, Michael Thomas, I, I'm just glad he stayed healthy. But it's looking like um Olave and um. What's his name? Rashid, I think, is uh, the young guy's name. Um, I think the two of them are kind of taking over a little bit as far as um, New Orleans is concerned.
2: Yeah. Once again, not a homer pick, but I'm going with Rasheed Rice uh, just because um, uh, for one, the matchup, for sure, they're playing against one of the worst matchups, or uh, worst def- past defense team in the league in the Chargers. And also, Rasheed Rice leads the Chiefs wide receiver's wide in receptions, reception yards, and targets, and also Tybert Reds on targets with Travis Kelsey. And he's only been on the field 38% of the play. So here in the, the practice, now they want to uh, ramp up his workload. So I see his... Uh, even if it may not go to the moon, I see his trajectory going up. So I'm gonna go with Rice.
0: Okay, Ron, bring in the heat. I see you. Oh, <laughs> you right, got DJ Moore or George Pickens? More. Give me more of Moore. Like Pickens on another team, we'd be talking about Pickens where we're talking about some of these other young dudes, but Pickett right. is the reason why Pickens ain't
1: a center. The reason and also for this question is because he's gonna be playing with a backup quarterback that no one has really seen yet.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Fields does have the uh um uh, luckily he wasn't broken, but he does have that hurt. I want to say it's a thumb or something with his hand going on. Oh, I didn't think about that. Uh I think I'm gonna still go with more because I think they'll do like a little bit more of the screen game. They'll they'll try to make it easy for the uh for the rookie. What's his name? Badgett, I believe it is. Yeah, um, but I Pickett's been out there for two years and can't get it right, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 a roll. I'm a roll with. I'm a still roll with DJ Moore. I'll tell you this: no matter how bad Badger is, he probably had worse quarterbacks in Carolina. So he's he's shown that he can get it done with a bad quarterback. So
2: I'm going DJ Moore. Also, um, I think that is with uh, with the running back being down, uh, Herbert uh, being out, uh, Fields being out. Uh, you look at it, him and Cole commit really are the only two passing really threats that you have and co-commits more of like a red zone guy. So and they may be down also, so they may be forced to throw. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with D.J. Warren. So we got Kyle
0: Pitts or Luke Musgrave? Musgrave with uh, Green Bay is actually going against, as of today, um, the worst defense against tight ends, right. which is Denver. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the numbers, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to throw Musgrave out there.
2: Maybe uh, drinking the Kool Aid a little too much, but I'm going to go with Pitts. Pitts showed some promise last week. I think they want to try to, I think like you hit it on, hit, hit a nice point, Zay, that Ritter may be filling the, the seat hitting, uh, heating up. So he his best option is to get it to his playmaker. So Pitts looked pretty decent last week. So I'm, I'm going to go with Pitts. I'm going to make it burn, but I'm going to go with Pitts again.
0: The only reason I wouldn't do that is for my money, Laporta is already a better option at tight end. I don't want to say the better tight end. I think that the, the offense with Detroit is predicated towards the tight end. And um, I can't remember the linebacker's name um for Tampa Bay, but he shut him down. And I think Pitts is going to get a mouthful of that. So uh, what was it? Um Can't remember his name, but anyway, oh, White. Um, that's the only reason I'm saying White.
2: Nice. Or Levanto
0: nah, up. That's player? who it was. Okay. That's who it was, David. David, every every time Laporta came anywhere near the ball, Levante David was in his grill. So I think Pitts is gonna get a lot of that.
1: Okay, last but not least is a flex question. We got Puka Nakua
0: mm-hmm. or Kenneth Walker. Give me Walker. Give me the guy that's more likely to get the touchdown since Cup is back. Um, Cup is the the target leader again. Um now, unlike with other wide receivers, they're still keeping Nakua involved in the offense, but I don't know that he's more likely to get a touchdown than Walker is. So, give me, give me the guy that's going to most likely get the touchdown.
2: I'm gonna go with the running back also because he, especially when he's the lead running back, he's going to get more opportunities. Cup um, uh, being back does also uh, free up Nakua a little bit, so now that the defense may be rolled to cup. So he may have uh, some opportunities there, but give me the guy who's uh, the, for sure number one running back and is probably going to touch the ball 16, 17 times again, for sure. All
1: right. So that concludes our rapid fire
0: 10. Rapid fire 10. All right. So let's hop right into these matchups. Uh first Thursday, we have Jacksonville going up against New Orleans. This game is now at a 39 and a half point over under. And Jacksonville is getting one point in this game. So, Vander, what do you like? What don't you like? Who you leaning towards, who you leaning away from?
1: I mean, considering the, the injury possibilities with the quarterback situation, um, you gotta keep going with the hot hand. Uh and that's in my guy, ETN. Um, even though, you know, New Orleans is usually pretty good against the run. Um, but I mean, you got to, he's hot right now. So I just say, uh, go ETN. I mean, if a backup quarterback does play then it may tend to lean on the run a lot more. Uh, so I'm going to go with Travis ETN. It's probably my, my favorite play, um, from this game. As far as on the other side of the ball, you just have to play everybody as usual. Uh, the Camaras, the Olaves of the world, you just roll out everyone and just, that's it. Nothing special on that side.
0: We got Las Vegas going up against Chicago. I believe this is the lowest over under of the week at 37 and a half. And Chicago is getting three points. What we doing with this game, right?
2: Um, I'm definitely uh, starting Josh Jacobs. Um, uh, his opposing matchup r- rush defense. Isn't like anything to run away from. Uh, Most likely going with a backup quarterback, so they may be leading on the run also. Um, You have Devontae. You always play Devontae if you have him. I don't care if if one of us guys are the quarterback and you still play Devontae. Uh, So that's the most – that's the person my most start – must start of the week running back is Josh Jacobs. Him and Isaiah Pacheco once again out of home. But, yeah, um, that's what (laughs) – that's what I'm going. That's pretty much uh, for the Vegas side. That's what I'm rolling with.
0: We got Detroit going up against Baltimore. This is a 43-point over-under, and Detroit is getting three points here. Um, this kind of feels like one of those games that can kind of come down to the wire a little bit. I love Detroit's defense. Um, I'm hoping the fact that they don't have the healthiest of options in the backfield doesn't come back to bite them. But um, for me, this is a starter studs type of a deal on the Baltimore side of the um, ball. I don't know that I feel confident in anyone on the Baltimore side. Um, the reason I say that is I think Jackson will get his, um, whatever that's going to look like. But as far as the wide receiver core, as far as the running backs, don't know who to trust. Um, that can kind of switch up. Uh, obviously, if you got Andrews, you, you, know, you start your stud as far as Andrews is concerned. But I wouldn't necessarily uh, bank on Flowers putting up a touchdown again against this particular defense. Um. Next up, we got Cleveland going up against Indy. This is a 40-point over-under, and Indy is getting two-and-a-half points. What you got, Vander?
1: I'm not a fan of anybody on the Indianapolis Colts side. Um, I mean, this if you look at statistically, this Cleveland Brown defense is putting up, you know, historical numbers these first six weeks, uh, one of the best defenses of all time as far as numbers mm. go. Um, so with that being said, um, and also with the guard of Minshew at the helm, I'm not really a fan of Jonathan Taylor. I'm not a fan of Zach Moss. I'm not a fan of Michael Pittman. You know, um, I say sit all these guys. And when we say sit these guys, if you don't have a better option, of course, you don't want to sit them. But, you know, tip of the expectations as far as, you know, what they're going to do as far as production. But I do like Jerome Ford this game. Uh, we did huh? see uh, Kareem Hunt seemed like he was ramping up a little bit, getting a little more touches towards the end zone. But this is a a, a, a leaky Colts defense that tend to give up a little bit on the ground. Uh, Ford has been getting his touches, and I, I like Ford to, to do well this game as well, especially if they're going to have P.J. Walker at the quarterback, not really, you know, big on uh, Amari Cooper or any of those guys like that. So I, I like Jerome Ford this game for the Browns.
0: This one is a little bit embarrassing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there anyway. We got Buffalo going up against New England. This is a 41-point over-under, and New England is getting the most points of any team this week. We're getting nine points going up against Buffalo. So um, what we got on this one, Ron?
2: Um, if I'm a if I'm a gambling man, I'm taking the uh Buffalo with the points. I think they'll be at least by ten. I'm not starting anybody from the Patriots side. Um, as far as fantasy wise go, uh, for the Buffalo side, I'm def- you know I'm definitely starting uh Diggs, uh Josh Allen, um, and maybe Gabe Davis. You have Gabe Davis start him also, but James Cook it finally should be the the week that he should get, at least get a touchdown. They may be playing with a lead. Well, not maybe. They will be playing with the lead, so they may be leading on the run. But the only thing that kind of scares me with that a a little bit, um, it's that Latavius Murray and stuff uh, starting to get like a little bit more uh, carries, especially down in the red. That's 12
0: carries last week.
2: Yeah, so I think you still have to start James Cook if you have him. Um, And even if you have Latavius Murray in deeper league, start him too, Um, because I think they'll be up and playing with the lead, so they'll be running a lot.
0: We got Washington going up against the Giants. This is a 39-point over-under. And the Giants are getting two and a half points. Um I don't really, I don't really like anybody in this game. It's one of the lower over-unders. You got if you're in a two QB league, super flex league, you got to start the QBs, but um, based on what the Giants were able to do on defense, I don't necessarily trust uh, Brian Robinson, Jr., but he's probably the one that I trust the most. Um, both passing games are kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, maybe in DFS, I-, I throw Slayton out there. Um, he tends to be the, the, the one receiver that does do well, if a receiver is going to do well, as far as the Giants are concerned. And I don't think that Saquon is going to fare well against the Washington defensive front, so... Honestly, if I can avoid this game between the matchup being what it is, um, we know that uh, normally when you have divisional matchups, they can be a little bit lower scoring anyway. And what Vegas is telling us with a 39-point over-under is that it is going to be lower scoring. Um, So that's kind of where I am on this one. Uh, We got another divisional matchup. We got Atlanta going up against Tampa Bay, 37-point over-under. And Atlanta's getting two and a half points. What we got on this one, Vander?
1: One of my favorite plays from this game would be the Tampa Big Bucks defense. Um, that's probably the defense I'm going to be streaming. Uh, DFS-wise, I think it's on like 4,000. Um, so I do like them. This game is going to be kind of ugly. Uh, both defenses are pretty good as far as against the pass. Um, you know, Mike Evans has been having a pretty good year, but Atlanta has been not really give up a lot. On the back end, uh, Tampa Bay has been good against the run. So Atlanta's already splitting carries between Allegier and Bijan. This is one of those slack games. I don't like the tight end uh, Pitts and John New against these linebackers that you stayed earlier. It's just one of those games I kind of want to stay away from. I'm not a fan of anybody DFS wise in this game at all, but the Buccaneers defense because Riddler, you know, he has shown that he will give it up. So I do like them for the 4,000. Streaming wise on fandom.
0: All right, Ron, you got Pittsburgh going up against the Los Angeles Rams. This is a 44 and a half point over and under. And Pittsburgh is getting three points. Who do you like in this
2: one? Um, I like we'll take the Rams. Um, um even though it's not the Rams, the Barnett Rams defensive role, I just don't trust pick picky at all. Um, you know, like you said, if if the receivers were on a different team, if you can pick. Take, can you pick it up and put Justin Herbert there? it? Maybe, you may be talking about George Pickens like a terrible, like Jefferson or Chase or any of them guys like that. Yeah, and the running, the running game, I haven't trust at, at all. Uh, what I do trust, I think if I could start somebody in fantasy, it'd be Mike Thomas. Can't do that. So uh, <laughs> I'm not starting any of those guys. If you have Pittsburgh defense, I guess you can, always uh, uh, you want to play that if you want to look for the sack aspect or so. Uh, but for the Rams, I'm definitely playing Cooper Cup um staying away from the running back uh situation and um Matthew Stafford if you're in, if you're in a two-quarter league you definitely start in Matthew Stafford um it may start Matthew Stafford anyway if it was a one quarterback league so I would only people I would start from there is and and Nakua Nakua cup and um Stafford is who I would start for the Rams maybe I Pittsburgh do, defense
1: real quick I do like I'm not sure how I, he should be fine to go but the Rams also is another one of those teams that give a lot to the tight end um, if you need a streaming tight end, um, I do like Pat Fire move. Maybe, you know, um, I do like him this game as well. Uh, they haven't been giving much. Yeah, they haven't been giving him much on the outside, but as far as the tight end wise, they have. So I do like Pat Fire move uh in this game for the Steelers.
0: We got Arizona going up against Seattle. This is a 44.5 and a half point over under, and Arizona is getting seven and a half points. I want to say that's probably the second highest. Um, spread that we have uh, with New England taking the bacon as far as the highest is concerned, but uh, what do we have with this matchup? Who's oh, the Arizona? Who Arizona versus Seattle? Oh, Seattle! Oh
1: man, you know this is funny, right? I, I love Kenneth Walker. If we can talk about the guy. I like, I like Kenneth Walker. This Cardinal defense hasn't really been good. Kenneth Walker's been playing pretty well as of late. Um, mm-hmm. But Geno Smith, man, I think the the glass slipper has came off. Um, he looking like Gino from the Jets as a late. right? <laughs> really haven't been seeing much from him. And that has also hurt, you know, guys like McCaff and Lockett, who numbers has been down this year. Uh, so, until Gino shows me something, I'm not really a fan of him. I think he's a good streamer, um, you know, going against this type of defense. But, again, your expectations when it comes to that. On the other side of the ball, that running back room is also chopped up. Uh, we've seen Damian Williams get plenty of action last week. Ingram got some action. They got Demir and Cotto. So they really had a three-headed uh, not even a monster, just a three-head <laughs> three Right. Stooges. Yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> Stooges is in the backfield. Uh Hollywood, Hollywood and Ertz been getting a lot of targets, but they haven't really been translating the production. I mean, you see Ertz he'll get nine, 10 targets and have four catches. So the percentages has been really low as far as. Uh, catching the ball in the targets. Um, so And and also, as far as Seattle, the Witherspoon, those guys have been playing pretty good in the secondary, so um, I'm not a fan of anybody on the Cardinals' side as far as offensively.
0: We got Green Bay going up against Denver. This is a 45 point over under, and Denver is getting one point in this one. What you got on this one, Ron? I'm
2: going to take... If I'm gambling, I'm taking Green Bay uh, with the point. Uh, I just... Uh, Russell Wilson and their offense, I just, I'm just i just not trusting. It's a stuff higher now. Um, I know they played the Chiefs last week. We only had 95 uh, passing yards. And even though the Chiefs defense is uh, one of the better defenses on paper right now, there's no way you should throw 95 yards. If it was against the 49ers, <laughs> somebody like that, who had like a vaunted pass rush and everything, yeah, I understand that. Nah, so I'm staying away from um, um, the Denver as far as on the gambling side. Um fantasy side. Um just depends on like I I, I want to play Javante Williams, but then McLaughlin is there. Then you say P. Ryan actually um uh came back, so I'm I'm gonna definitely stay away from that. Um I'm I love Aaron Jones this week though. If he okay. yeah, if he's healthy, I love Aaron Jones. Like uh as far as with Jacobs, Pacheco, and uh I got Aaron Jones is one of those guys who I think can actually uh Can I actually do something this week? Um, I know Pacheco didn't explode last week, but I kind of take division games. It's a little bit different than any other game. On paper, outside of the Chargers, the Broncos, if you're looking for a get-right fantasy game, those are the two defenses you're looking for for sure. So Aaron Jones, my definite start for this week.
1: Real quick, I want to Mm -hmm. add that um, Aaron Jones may be one of those guys that also low-owned. So, you know, if he does, you can probably jump to the top. Um, But the Packers in in general, man, I like Jordan Love this week. Uh, I think this may be one of those Watson weeks where he may pop. He finally may get it. He's a couple weeks removed from that hamstring. And this may be one of those games that he pop off uh, and give you something. And you said it earlier, man, Musgrave playing against the worst team against the tight end. So I do like Musgrave as well
0: couple more matchups here we got the Chargers going up against Kansas City you know I'm gonna toss this one back your way around you got 48 point over under you got five and a half points going to the Chargers I'm actually surprised the spread isn't even a little bit bigger than that but this is a divisional game if I'm not mistaken so they kind of know each other pretty well Um, the game started as a 52 point over under and it's going down a little bit I guess people kind of Going heavy um, on the under at fifty two, and they had to lower it a little bit, um, so you can get some money on the other side there. But what do you like? What do you don't like as far as L.A. versus Kansas City is concerned?
2: Um, as far as but um, uh, the, the, the spread wise, um, I I stay away from it. It's a it's a uh, five and a half. They give me five and a half. I wouldn't. actually bet with the Chargers because they always play tough, and until they don't. I just got to go with the, what the history says. One big thing that I would uh, um, highlight with that is that Mike Williams is usually the guy that usually gives us problems. Uh, with him not there, like uh, that may give the defense a little. Well, it definitely gives the defense a little easier role. Uh, so, but I think if you have Justin Herbert, you start him. I think if you have Ekola, you start him. You have Keenan Allen, you start him. Um, for the simple fact that if we are up, they have to throw. Um, we're pretty decent and Eckler. We're we better against the pass than we are against the run. So you can run against us easier than, than can you pass? Um definitely on the Kansas City side, definitely starting Pat, definitely starting Kelsey. And if you want to try streamer and uh Rashid Rights, you can. Uh, but my three definite starts from there is Pacheco. Like I said, I he's one of my favorite running backs of the week. You always starting Kelsey. I don't care if he's playing against the Pro Bowl, you all NFC for where you starting him. Um and Pat Mahomes. So I uh, stay away from the spread because we always play tough. If you do go with it, I would bet, – ironically, bet with the Chargers. Um, I think they dropped the total points for a reason because um, I think they kind of factor in that it, it's going to be a division game, too. And it may be closer than what people think it.
1: We got Miami I, going I on. I got a quick question. What you got, man? Um, people want to know, like, in, in that game, you see Pat Mahomes, I think he's like 9,200, and you got Kelsey that's maybe 8,700 on a fan duel. Um, do you advise people to invest that much of their salary into those type of players, those two players
2: and building the lineup? If you if you I I would say yes, because of the defense uh, strategy um, and I think uh, I mean, the defense that they're playing against. Um, and also, if you look at Kelsey's history against the Chargers, also to like he he has success against them, even when they put Darren James or whatever on him, he does have success on them. And this week you can get. Like I said, if you want to take a flyer on a, on a low running back, like you just mentioned earlier, Evans uh, is like 4,800. So you may spend a lot at a quarterback and tight end, but if you get a 4,800 starting running back, you kind of uh, absorb some of the blows. So I would start him in Fantasy and DFS. I think they're worth the money for.
0: Miami going up against Philly. This is a 51 and a half point over under. And Miami is actually getting the points um, in this matchup. I think this is going to be just a good game in general. It's going to be the Sunday night game. Um, I kind of feel like it's a start your studs type of a situation. There aren't really, there really isn't anyone that I'm afraid to start based on the fact that Miami's defense hasn't been all that great. So as far as the Philly side of the ball is concerned, I like Swift. I like Hertz. I like AJ. If, um, if Smith is healthy and you know there aren't any setbacks as far as that hamstring is concerned. I think he can kind of be a sneaky play. Um on the Miami side, obviously you're starting Tyreek. Um I like Waddle in this one most start. Um, and if Wilson goes, he may get a little bit of run this week too. But um this is a start your studs type of a game for me. Um I wouldn't start Either one of the defenses, again, this is uh, one of the highest over-unders of the week, the second highest, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So that's kind of in the over-under and the spread hasn't changed at all from um, when it was initially set to today. So that kind of lets me know that Vegas is just like, hey, this is a 50-50 type of a uh, deal here. It's been played in Philly. Normally, you would get um, three points. You'd be minus three just because you're at home. So the fact that it's only two and a half actually means that Vegas is kind of tilting towards Miami. So I just think this is going to be overall great game for NFL and for fantasy. Um Last game. Vander, wait, real quick. Where so you going huh? oh, um, Is Darius Slate out this game? I don't know. I know he was... uh Hampered last week, but I'm I'm not sure if he's playing this week or not. If Darius Slay is out, man. This is a 200 yard game
1: for Tyree <laughs> maybe, maybe if he is, 150 maybe yard game. Yeah. This may be a maybe. 300 yard. I'm serious. This may be a <laughs> 300 yard game because we've seen this dude get 200 yards in a quarter before. Yeah. So yeah, you know, this could awesome. be a 300 yard game, man. They don't they don't have their even Darius Slay out there. But if he's not out
2: there, it definitely just.
0: If Slay is out there, I like Waddle's prognosis a little bit better because I think they'll go to him a few more times. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be. I, I think I think the game is going to go over, and it's going to be a lot of fantasy points. It's going to be a lot of people that are excited and disappointed based on how Sunday night game ends mm-hmm. because it's going to make or break the week for a lot of fantasy owners. Um, by the time this game is over, yeah, um, you are going to questions
2: with that too. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> one thing is crazy, just to throw out there, is that Tyreek is like 160 yards from a thousand after like six games. That's crazy. But secondly, I know Jalen Ramsey window was open today. I didn't know that. I, I didn't get enough mm-hmm. time to see what his extent of his practice was. But if he is activated, does he that temper? Okay, yeah. So if he is activated and plays, does that temper your expectation for any of the Eagles' wide receivers?
0: Not week one. Um, really? next week, week after. Miami, man, they they got everything they need at that point. Uh, For for Ramsey to be on your number two wide receiver, is Damian Howard on your number one? That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Um, But this week, I don't think he'll have his sea legs under him um, first game back. San Fran going up against Minnesota, 44-point over-under, and San Fran is giving up 6.5 points to Minnesota. What you got? What you got for me, Vander?
1: I mean, I like the Nanas for the points. Um, this is gonna be a get back game, um, for sure. Yep. I'm still, you know, I still wanna see if McCaffrey's gonna play, which is saying it seemed seem like he will play. But also if he doesn't play, uh, Mason, you know, what I'm saying he could be a guy that can Jordan Mason could be a guy that you can stream as well yeah. against his defense. But uh with no Jordan Jefferson, no, no Justin Jefferson, um I don't know what we're talking about here, man. I think this is gonna be one of them games where the Fortnite's gonna go back, you know, to people who what were they saying before last week's game. Uh they were saying a bottom. So I think this is gonna be a knockout, you know what I'm saying? Everything should Agreed. be clicking. Uh Minnesota back in horrible. I love Brandon Ayuk this this week. Um, we haven't really been seeing much of him as of late, but I think he's gonna get back to what he looked like the first couple weeks of the season. So I think Is afraid. Debo
0: good? Do you know whether or not? Yeah, I
1: think, uh, yeah, I think Debo's, Debo's going to be fine. Okay. Yeah, Debo's going to be fine. Um, even uh, Trent Williams, a lot of them guys, uh, they're saying they're all looking to probably play Monday. Uh, but it's so, you know, you got to wait till Monday. That's the one thing about it. So I guess right. if you're a McCaffrey owner, uh, hopefully you still you have Mason or Mitchell, who will probably also be activated. But I like Mason more than I like Mitchell going into this game. But um, I think the Niners are going to just, you know, blow these dudes out so.
2: And just to that, just to piggyback piggyback one thing off that too, um, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Debo injured his shoulder like on like Thursday night football, uh, came making the game, he finished the game, but the very next game, he only got like two, he didn't didn't get any targets, got two uh, jet sweeps. So, being the fact that he left this game, um, when they bring him back. Even if he's not 100%, like you said, it may be a big IU game because they may not want to uh, put him in harm's way like that too much also. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind also. If you have Debo, watch out. He may be a a pretty decoy uh, like T. Higgins was this week coming off for like an injury. Um, So just just make sure you prepare for that also.
0: And that pretty much wraps it up for us for this week. We'll be back to you on next week to discuss what's happening with week eight. But for tonight,
2: we out. Appreciate y'all guys for having me.
0: Absolutely.